Blazer fans, welcome to episode number 20 of the Blazer Victory Podcast. And your UAB Blazers are 2020 Conference USA champions as they defeat the Marshall Thundering Herd 22 to 13. And Steve, you know, I promised my wife that I wasn't going to sing, what was it, Queen that sings, We Are the Champions. I promised I wasn't going to sing that song on air, but hey. If, if you guys want to hear me sing it in the next episode, just let us know, and I'll sing it the next episode. But, buddy, how about those Blazers? Uh, it, it was tremendous. Now, first off, my vote is you don't sing, but uh, let's go. <laughs> yeah. let's, we'll move forward from that. But, no, I, I mean, it was just what a night. I mean, it was, uh, you know, just, um, you know, kind of a culmination of a strange sort of, of journey they've been on over, you know, particularly the last six or seven weeks, but even from the start of the season and uh, just, you know, not, you know, it didn't all, you know, not everything went right last night, but uh, certainly, you know, enough did. And, and um, you know, I mean, I tweeted it. I said it on the air. And, you know, I'll say it now. Um, the best team won that game. I mean, there was yes. no upset about that game. Uh, you know, what, what UAB has done up front these last two weeks, or, the, you know, what we remember most these last two weeks, is just, it's just great and wonderful. You know, I mean, they, they, they've just dominated both games the Rice game and last night up front. And I'm talking about both sides of the ball. And I'm talking about, you know, in situations that they're not always, you know, not always healthy. I mean, last night they had, you know, they had the left guard position with, with Colby Ragland, who probably is their best offensive lineman. He's an all-conference lineman. You know, along probably him and Sidney Wells, I would say, are their most consistent linemen. Right. You know, he's not even in the game. And they've got Andrew Smith, who's played center all year, moving over to guard, and Real Reichard, who's – split time with Andrew Smith as, as a starter at center, you know, that way they could keep Jacoby Jones in the, uh, in the jumbo package role that he does so well. And, um, you know, and, and then they just dominate, you know, a good, a good defensive front, they dominated. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, Antonio Moultrie with nine tackles, um, you know, guys, just I, every guy up front, just, um, you know, they just dominated. I mean, they, you know, they never let, the running game get going for Marshall, you know, um, yes. and, and, and they certainly helped create a, a miserable night for Grant Wells. And I just thought, you know, and I, you know, I said this before the game and I'll say it probably forever is you win games up front. I mean, that's where it starts. And um, they certainly, they certainly won that last night and the rice game up front. Right. Yeah. De- you definitely, you know, UAB just, just controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Like you said, you know, you saw just our offensive line pushing, getting just, just opening up the holes for Spencer and Dwayne McBride. And just, man, just what a dominating performance from the offensive line and defensive line. Now for the defensive line, you know, you don't see many, I think there was just one tackle for loss, but still they were in, they were just dominant up front, you know, in the backfield very quickly um, you don't see a lot of tackles for loss because they did. Marshall did like to get Grant Wells and roll him out a good bit. Um, right. So that's why, you know, you didn't see a whole lot of tackles for loss. But really, you know, UAB just did pretty much everything we, you know, said they had to do to get this win, you know, in Huntington. You know, in our preview episode, we said, you got to stop um, Brandon Knox. And UAB held him to just 67 yards on 17 carries. I mean, yeah. and then, you know, look at Grant Wells. I mean, Marshall did not have a single pass completion or not even, you know, they had zero pass yards that whole first half. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen that before, Steve. No, and not from a team that, that, that throws the ball and, you know, <clears throat> likes to throw the ball. I mean, you've seen it from, you know, an army or a Navy or, you know, teams well, yeah. that run, but, but yeah, I mean, I just, you know, to go zero, like, you know, like David Crane said at halftime before we <clears throat> went um, into halftime, you know, he's, he's had one completion all half and that was to Grayson cash, yes. you know? And, and, uh, cause when he said it, he said he's had, you know, he only had one completion this half. I looked quickly at the stats. I thought, I don't remember him completing a pass. And, you know, then he said to Grayson cash, but you know, it, that, yeah. And, and I will say, you know, he, he missed some open guys. It wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just that, uh, you know, the defense, but, but I think he missed the open guys cause he was uncomfortable cause yes. you know, they, they, um, they only had uh, didn't have a sack, but you know they had seven. They were credited with seven quarterback hurries, uh, which you know a lot of stat guys don't credit many hurries. So seven's seven's a pretty good amount. Uh, so they were getting there, and they were they were making him uncomfortable. They just you know they just didn't sack him, but but you know they 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 were in his face a lot, and and uh, you know really he he just he just was 
he, he just was flustered and, and, you know, it wasn't, he never, you know, he didn't get in that rhythm, you know, and, and really never got in the rhythm. I mean, he completed some in the second half, but not, you know, not, you know, I mean, the, the bust of coverage was an easy pitching, pitching catch. And, right. you know, uh, he made the one, one really nice play where he rolled left and hit the guy in the sideline for a big game. But, um, you know, I just think that, defensively and the other thing that, that you looked at you know you really saw a lot especially in the second half but even some in the first half was there was there were a few times where he had a lot of time back there he bought a lot of time and yeah. and and the secondary just did a tremendous job of just never letting guys get open you know and and um, so I think they deserve a lot of credit for you know for what you know what was happening too because really did a great job of just not letting a, a good group of receivers you know, get open and, and, and be available for him. So it's just, uh, you know, just a dominating performance by the defense overall. It really was. And, you know, UAB bled at the half nine to nothing um, um, before, you know, ending up winning 22 to 13 at the end of the game. But really, you know, Steve, we talked before um, we started recording that this really should have been a more lopsided victory for UAB. Um, in yeah, yeah, it should have been twenty to nothing at half, you know, yeah. I mean, or, or twenty-one if he doesn't miss an extra point. Uh, and we'll get to Matt Quinn, man. What that, that dude's a freshman wow. American, but but you know he missed the extra point in the first half. But it could have been twenty to nothing real easy. You know, they had the 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 one touchdown call back, and I got a field goal out of it. But that's four points there, you know, three or four. But uh, there, and then um, you know the the drive later in the, in late or in the second quarter, later in the second quarter, uh, where they had the first down on the little short pass to uh, Pittman. They turned in a first down on second and long or whatever it was, and they called it ineligible downfield. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you take away you know, that because they were going to score in that drive. I mean, they, you know, and, and that kind of ended that drive um, scoring wise, at least. And, you know, if, if that doesn't happen, you're talking about 20, 20 to nothing or 21 to nothing at halftime. So, you know, I, you know, that's what kind of way I felt at halftime, you know, f- felt, confident the way they were playing and that it was, you know, things were going well, but it's only nine to nothing. And, and, right. you know, you're one busted coverage or you won, uh, you turn over in midfield away from being, you know, only up two. and, right. and, um, and, you know, and that's, uh, when you, when you're out playing a team as, as badly as they were, but they're still that close in the game, it's a scary feeling because, you know, they're just one play away from, changing this thing and that's you know that's what happened in the second half you know uh, obviously UAB was able to weather that but um you know it should have been it, it should have been more they dominated that first half particularly the first half just crazy domination yes and and really the defense only made well not the defense really only made one mistake all night and that and you know Grayson Cash with the interception he had a really great ball game but just yeah. that one deep ball that he just bit on the fake to the outside and um, Gaines ended up. Uh, no, that wasn't Gaines. Who was that that hit the? Yeah, it wasn't uh, Xavier Gaines. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Xavier, Xavier Gaines. Gaines. Yeah, hit that seventy-yard touchdown pass. And but other than that, Steve, the defense played phenomenally. I mean, you look at. I believe the leading tackler was Moultrie. Yeah, he got nine mm-hmm. tackles. Yeah. Man, um, Dajon Turner seven tackles. Jordan Smith was all over the place with six tackles. Mole five tackles. Uh, swoops. I mean, my goodness, just everybody just played. The, and, and then how about Tyler Taylor on that? Was he the one that batted down that third down pass? A very, I think that was him. No, that, uh, well, well, he, he no, he he batted down the two point conversion. Oh, that's uh, it, right. was, it, it was it was Moultrie that uh, got his hand and and knocked down the pass on that. Uh, that's on right. That fourth down play was a <laughs> tremendous play. But yeah, it was Tyler Taylor made the play on the uh, uh, on the um, on the two point conversion, and he also made a great play on a third down. Uh, in the second half, where uh, they they ran a really a, a quick screen to the outside and yeah. had had the cornerback uh, blocked pretty well and and um, but the cornerback kept the outside leverage and and he wanted to cut it back up but Tyler Taylor got over from his middle linebacker so quickly out there that he didn't have the option I don't remember what I think it might have been Willie Johnson but had, didn't have the option kind of to cut it up and they were able to stop him short of a first down because he got out there so I thought Tyler Taylor made you know, two or three uh, really nice plays. Had a really big hit in the backfield or, or you know, at the line of scrimmage right. at one point. So, uh, you know, I mean, I just think you just go down the list. I mean, and, and oh, I think yeah. every everybody defensively, I mean, you can't, you know, like you said, there's one play. I mean, you pick out one play and 
um, you know, just because I think like the the other plays they made were just plays they made. You know, I don't think they were. You know, there was one ball. Uh, I, I think uh, I don't remember what drive it was, but it was the second half where he where he rolled left and and the guy got loose. I think it might have been Artie Henry or Willie Johnson, yeah. one of those two. Um, got loose down the sideline, and um, um, I think it was Willie Johnson, and and they hit him for uh, you know for a big gain. I think that was kind of I don't know if it was a busted coverage or the, or the the corner just got beat. But you know, other than that, I can't even remember a play that, that you just said they just didn't play well on it. You know, and uh, just right. it's great effort. I mean, it, you know, and, and it just you know it, it. I I'm a firm believer in you know football and sports are players games, you know, it's, it's the players, you know, but you know, this team is so well coached too, you know, David Reeves and, you know, Bill Clark and that defensive staff, you know, just had a great plan yes. and, 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 you know, went out and executed it. And um, so you got to give credit to, you know, both sides of the ball. I thought on offense, I thought Brian Vincent called a great game. Yes. You know, I thought he kept him off balance. Uh, I thought he, I thought he played to the strengths when they needed to play to the strengths. And, and um, you know, I, I just thought he, you know, just thought he really played it, you know, did a, did a really good job of, of calling the game and the offensive staff did a great job of getting them ready. So it was certainly a team and a program effort, no doubt. Yes. And I know, I know Bronte Harris is upset for not getting that one interception that he almost had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. So close. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you know, yeah, yeah, he, that, that was, he could have got that, but that's okay. You know, um, You'll take that. Uh, you'll take that victory cigar over uh, over oh, an interception any day of the week. You know, uh, for sure, for sure. Well, let's kind of go over the stats um, for first downs. UAB had twenty-one to Marshall's ten um, total yards. UAB had four hundred and sixty-eight yards of total offense compared to Marshall's just two hundred and sixty-eight. Um, Marshall ended up with only one hundred and thirty-eight through the air and 130 on the ground. UAB had 252 through the air, which we'll talk about Tyler Johnson in a minute, and 216 on the ground, of course, with Spencer, which we're definitely going to talk about him as well. Penalties, you know, other than that one unsportsmanlike unsportsmanlike conduct and a couple of uh, false starts on the offensive line, I feel like UAB did a really good job only having six penalties for 50 yards um, this game. So, you know, overall, good job. But, yeah, we can make improvements. But overall, good job. And that one unsportsmanlike conduct was a little questionable, Steve. You know, I was watching over um, on CBS Sports Network, and it looked like that both teams were kind of going at it on the UAB sideline. But, unfortunately, uh, the zebra, um, the, the guy in black and white, just decided to call it on us that time. Yeah, and I thought that was poor officiating there. I mean, for I, you know, I mean, I'm a long way away, and I couldn't, I couldn't tell what was going on. But you know, Trey Raglan, our your sideline guy, was you know basically right in the middle of it, and you know, he said it all started with, uh, you know, they ran Spencer into the wall. They, they, I guess the guy that just kept kept riding him and, and ran him into the wall, and Jacoby Jones was reacting to you know helping his teammate, and you know, he probably should have done what he did. I don't know what he did, but he probably shouldn't have. But I, I don't think that was a I don't think that was a one-sided thing. I think they probably should have called it both ways, uh, you know, at, right. the, at the at the very least. And um, you know, it was it was just one of those. I mean, it was a chippy night. Now, I mean, it was, um, um, you know, there throughout the conference. You know, UAB has a reputation because they have, um, you know, they've had a lot of penalties and they've had a lot of personal fouls and that type of thing. But right. you know, I just I I thought Marshall. There were times where Marshall played dirty last night. I do. I mean, you know, um, yeah, just, I think so there too. Were, there's some things that 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 um, that I saw a little bit, and things that Trey, you know, Trey's right down there in the middle of it and, and watching it, and you know, he he was he said that there were some times where they there was some dirty stuff, and you know, and, and hey, I'm sure the Marshall people are saying the same thing. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. just you, you know what I mean, and so you just kind of you, you kind of move forward from that, but uh, it was just. Um, it was just that kind of that kind of night, you know. I mean, just it was a championship game thing, and there was emotions were high. And I mean, they're coming down, they're waiting uh, before the game. They're they're waiting to be to come out, uh, you know, come out to the sideline, and had to wait a few minutes to for the TV to get ready. And they were close enough to each other where there was a lot of talking and stuff going mm. on. And you know that 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 helped that helps. Uh, tone not that that you know not that that caused anything, but. It was just the, the tone that was there last night. Yeah. 
Yes, definitely. And we'll, uh, I'll tell you what, though, you know, you said, you know, a lot of Marshall fans are talking overall, at least on social media, Marshall fans haven't been that bad, or at least what I've seen. But I'll tell you what, who has been chirping uh, has been Louisiana Tech fans and UTSA Still? fans. Still, Still, yes. Talking Jeez. about they need to put a, they need to put an asterisk on this season. Come on now, that just makes me mad. Like, yeah, well, you know, it do, it doesn't make me mad because because uh, who cares? Yeah, who, who cares what those people think? I mean, you know, hey, I was on the plane, um, and the I saw it with my own eyes. The championship trophy was on the plane coming home. There you that's go. A, that's that's all that matters. There you that's go. All, that's all that matters. Who, you, you know, who cares what somebody that you know hides behind a, a internet name thinks about? You know, you know who, who cares? I mean, that's I mean, right. But bottom line is, there's no asterisk needed. In fact, yes. um, God, who was it I heard say that instead of an asterisk, you might want to put a star next to teams that win championships in this season because it's been so yes. crazy. You know, yes. and, 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 you know, um, as far as UTSA goes, it, it, it happened on the field. Hey, 21, 13, beach tell on them. the field. Right. Tell them. Yeah. You know, beach on the field, you know, Louisiana take B UAB, but they didn't do enough to, uh, to, to get in there. You know, they lost, they lost an extra game. So, yeah. you know, that's an on the field thing. So, you know, who cares? I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll read it and it'll, you know, get you mad and get me upset a little bit, but you know, when the bottom line is, who cares? You know, yes. If you want to, if you th- say you want to put an asterisk on it, fine. You know, th- nobody's going to listen to you other than you, right. you know, other than, than yourself. You know, nobody's going to listen to you. Um, yes. You know, and, and, and these are people that have nothing to do with anything. So, well, yeah, their teams, ain't, their teams aren't playing. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let them talk. I mean, you know, yes. record books are going to say, you know, trophy comes home with UAB and the record books are going to say UAB won. That's won right. the uh, conference championship in in 2020, and there ain't gonna be no darn asterisk next to it. So that's right. That's say what right. you want to say. Hey, two out of the last three, too, so they can take yep. that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So deal with it. Yes, yes. Uh, turnovers. Uh, unfortunately, UAB had one, but fortunately, Marshall had one as well. Um, and time of possession, Whew. UAB 41 minutes and 26 yeah. seconds to Marshall's 18 minutes and 34 seconds. Yeah, and that that was that was to me a, a huge key, you know, because you know I don't care what the Marshall people are saying today, and you know, and and, and um, you know, really the last two games, you know, Grant Wells is still a good quarterback, and he's he still. Is. He could still make things happen. So keeping the ball out of his hands, keeping the ball out of Brendan Knox's hands, even though I think part of the part of the part of the reason the ball was kept out of Brendan Knox's hands was was their play calling. I don't yeah. understand why you don't use that guy to establish, you know, especially when you're struggling in the passing game. They never really let Brendan Knox get going, and um, yeah. you know, even when they put, you know, when they ran that um, the Wildcat stuff with Xavier Gaines, you know, it, it was successful at times. But but even then he he was the option on that it wasn't it wasn't Brendan Knox it wasn't trying to get both those guys you know the ball I didn't quite understand that and I don't know I don't know the ins and outs of it I don't know whether he's banged up a little bit I don't know you know I don't know what their philosophy is you know I mean I'm not in their meetings and I'm you know I'm not in their practice field so I don't know but I felt like if if he's as good as you say he is. Um, and in my mind, he's clearly the third best running back in this conference. What's okay. going to happen on? What's going to happen on? Um, I think what's going to happen when they announce the uh, the all conference team is your first team's going to be running backs are going to be Sincere McCormick and Brendan Knox, and Spencer Brown's going to be second team mm. if they do two running backs, and that's a travesty. Spencer that Brown is. is is better than Brendan Knox in my mind. Um, uh, part of the things, and I can say this, part of the things is, that happened is that when they got the vote, um, Rice had credited, um, had put uh, Spencer Brown down on the um, participation chart at Rice. Okay, what? he wasn't there. He wasn't there. I mean, right. uh, he, he wasn't there. But he somehow he got on the participation chart, so that brought his his per game average down. Even though he didn't play, that's crap. I mean, even though he didn't get a carry. He it brought his participation. I mean, brought his per game average down to like ninety two yards instead of one hundred and five or whatever mm. it was. 
Um, so I think that might play a little role. Plus, I just think that, you know, Brendan Knox was a player of the year last year. And, and, and I'm not knocking him. I think he's a great running back. But, um, you know, Spencer Brown showed last night that he, you know, he's an all, you know, all conference running back. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope that, you know, either, the, either they have Spencer on there or they have all three. Cause I think all three, you know, in some years, I think you have three, three guys at a position or whatever it may be. That, yeah. that are deserving. I think all three of those guys are deserving, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see, you know, it's voted on by the coaches, so we'll, um, we'll see what happens. But um, just to go back to that, I just, I, you know, I think if, if Brendan Knox is that good, I don't know why you don't use him to establish him, you know, and they never really tried, you know, and, and that's fine, you know, and maybe they thought they couldn't, maybe, maybe they thought yeah. that UAB was that good up front and, and UAB is that good up front. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, maybe they thought they couldn't and, um, you know, maybe maybe their plan was to do that, and they just you know decided once they're in, like, hey, we you know we're not going to be able to do this. Let's do the, you know, let's do something else. So, right. Uh, I know, mean, and I, don't they, know. They, I felt that they were getting desperate too. That's why they were taking those shots. I mean, at, at the time it was only a nine to nothing lead, but I mean, I, to them it probably felt like twenty or thirty because yeah. I mean they were just trying to take a shot when they could. Um, because really, other than I think Knox had a 15-yard carry, but that was his biggest. I mean, game. I mean, UAB really yeah. did contain him the whole game. Yeah, and that and that was on that uh, on the series when uh, after Tyler's fumble at, at midfield, uh, you know, he had oh, a 15-yard yeah. gain on that when they, you know, they had the motion and um, right. you know he got got a lot, nice little gain on that. And that was you know that was his only really his only successful you know Brendan Knox type run you know last yep. last night that 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 was the only time he really had that. And, and, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that's a lot of it was UAB was just, just whipping them in fr- up front. And, and that's why, that's why I think UAB would win a series against them because I, I you know, I don't think that changes. I, I think, you know, barring injuries or, or, or guys sitting out cause of COVID right. UAB is just better than them up front, you know? And, yes. and, 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 and so when you're better than somebody up front, that takes some stuff away from their game plan and that allows you to use your game plan because you're better than them up front, you know, and if you're not, you've got to start coming up with ways. And like you said, I think there were some times they did panic last night and because they couldn't do their regular thing, you know, because I think in the, you know, the, the numbers don't really show up, but I think in the, um, in the rice game, I thought they moved the ball. Okay. I mean, I thought they were doing things. Okay. Numbers don't really show it, but right. he just, he just was making some, bad throws and poor decisions especially in the, in the, in the third quarter he, he had three straight series where he threw a interception including a pick six so i thought i mean i thought they were able to do some of their stuff still against rice but he just you know just making bad decisions last night i just don't i think that uab just took away stuff they did because they were they were better defensively than them i you know i think that, so i think that's a different thing than um you know than the rice loss yes for sure uh, two more quick stats, uh, very important stats. UAB holds Marshall on third down to just converting two of 12 opportunities. You know, UAB's been good all year on third down defense, and it, it showed up again in the championship game. But also fourth down, UAB only allows one conversion for Marshall out of three attempts on fourth down. And, you, you know, we mentioned earlier about that long pass uh, that Marshall had on that drive that we thought it might have been busted coverage. UAB's defense, you know, buckled down and held them and forced them um, to not convert that fourth down attempt. So just really yeah. good job overall for the defense um, again. But and that's, and that, that's a huge play in the game. I think that's sometimes yes. we, we, we miss we miss uh, miss that a little bit because you're so caught up in the mistake that you just made to, to give up a long touchdown. And, you know, to bounce right back. And I, can't, I asked Coach Clark about that in, in post game, And, um, you know, he, he, he had a great answer. I mean, he said that – they practice that every day. They practice that, you know, sudden touchdown, and they're going for two, and um, and and so they're prepared for that moment. He said, he said, as they were basically as the guy was running, you know, he he either got in the headset or turned to somebody and said, "We're running." You know, I, I don't remember what the field. I don't remember what the name of the defense is, but he immediately was going to that that um, two point conversion because he knew how big it was and mm-hmm. get ready for the you know get ready for this. So. Uh, you know, I think that's one thing that's that why I think this coaching staff is so good is they, they you know, they practice, you know, and not that everybody practices these situations, but they're so prepared for these situations that you don't have time to drop your head at that point because you're going on to that next thing. And to come out of that with still with a lead, I think it's huge. I mean, I, I think it's just yes. a huge emotional, 
you know, just a huge emotional swing right there that, you know, you're, you're down, they're going crazy. You stop them there and you come off the field and you, and you're mad at yourself for giving up a touchdown, but you, but you look at the scoreboard and like, okay, well, we're still ahead, you know? And I thought yes. that was a big play in the second half. I really do. Yes. And I mean, and right after that, the offense answered too. So that was huge. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and Matt Quinn, my goodness. Yes. I mean, Let's go ahead and hit on Matt Quinn. Other than the miss extra point, which I think that's, that was his first missed extra point of the year. But yeah. other than that, man, talk about clutch. Well, he, yeah. And, and I mean that, that, you know, the 48 yarder was the, the one that, you know, it really jumps out and, you know, you're in a situation there where you're, you know, you're kicking a career long field goal. Uh, and it, you know, and, and, you know, the conditions, you know, it's not easy to kick in that cold, you know, no. and, and I mean, you saw in the kickoffs, there was not a single kickoff that went in the end zone. Right. And these are, these are guys that, you know, can kick the ball in the end zone. And, uh, it's just, it, you know, the ball's dead and it's just, it's, it's hard to kick in that, in that. And, you know, and two things on that one is before the penalty, you, you know, it looks like you're going to, if you have to kick a field goal, it's going to be a relatively short field goal. So you're sort of ready for that. And then all of a sudden you're get a penalty and you're back, you know, 15 yards and, and you're trying to kick a 48 yarder yeah. uh, in, in that situation. I mean, that's tough. And, you know, and, and it's kind of an, un, you know, I guess hard to see thing, you know, Jacob Fuqua, who's one of the best long snappers in the country um, is, was out last night for, you know, uh, COVID reasons, whether it's contact tracing, I'm not sure, but, uh, but, you know, he was out and, um, they had Cole Kazire, who who had, had never snapped in a game in his life, you know, in a college game in his life, was your long snapper. So mm-hmm. not only are you kicking a field goal right there in that situation, you know, the the field goal operation, extra point operation, is so it's so repetition based. Yes. You know, I mean, you're so used to all three of those guys are so used to each other. I mean, you know, in practice that you know they're together our entire time in practice. You know, I mean, it's just such a repetition based thing. And then, you you know, you throw a, a new snapper into it and that could that could throw you off a little bit. And you know, I thought Cole Kazire was tremendous. I mean, he, he didn't you know, he made no mistakes, you know, and, and for 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 him to do that, that was that was great. But, you know, for Quinn having that in his head a little bit and, um, you know, obviously he didn't let it get in his head, but it could have been. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was that was a big moment, you know, and, and uh, you know, because all of a sudden you're back up eight. And, and, you know, you know, or all of a sudden you're up eight and, and you know that, um, if they hit a big play, which they did, um, you know, you, 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 you can't be behind, you know? Right. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I just thought Matt Quinn, you know, and, you know, uh, Ted Feely, the, you know, great sports information director for, um, for UAB has kind of talked for several weeks now or for a while now that, um, you know, he's really pushing uh, Matt Quinn for freshman All-American because of his numbers and his numbers are as good or better than any freshman kicker in the country. And, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you see what he did last night and, you know, I, I think he, he got a, Hopefully he got a few more votes and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be a freshman All-American because I think he's earned it. Yes, he, he definitely deserves it um, to be up there for sure. Um, but let's also while we're talking about special teams, Steve. How about the job um, Kyle Greenwell did punting? I mean, oh, he, I, I know Trey Raglan was proud. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I thought, he, and he's gotten better and better. But, but yeah, I thought last night. I mean, when he, when he, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't have a bad kick, you know, and and um, he was four inside the twenty. Four of his five kicks ended up inside the twenty. Uh, you know, he didn't average. You know, I think he only averaged like thirty-five yards a kick. Yeah. Um, but but that doesn't matter. I mean, you know what matters is he. You know he put him down there, put him down at the two yard line that one time, and yes. um, you know just uh, just tremendous. And I you know I think too. I I, I thought the uh, I thought the kickoff coverage was superb. Oh, yeah. I mean yes. I thought you know there was one there was one that they broke to about the thirty thirty five. Um, but other than that, you know because there wasn't you know there wasn't a there wasn't a touchback. You know and and. And they they weren't fair catching the ball. They were running every time. And they've got some guys that can make plays on a kickoff. And oh, I yeah. thought that you know they they you know they they did a. I think they held them within twenty five every time except for the one. Um, I'd have to go back and look for sure. But um, I you know I thought they really did a great job. You know um, you know special teams was was strong last night. You know take away the missed extra point, but they were strong last night. You know and and they've been strong for a couple of weeks or for you know for a while. They've done, they've done a good job. 
Mm-hmm. I think after that uh, Louisiana game, um, they really, you know, got it together um, as far as kickoff coverage. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, well, let's talk about the MVP of the Conference USA Championship game, Spencer Brown. 30 carries for 149 yards. And how about Spencer getting over that 4,000-yard mark last night? Yeah, what what a great way for for him to to I guess end his career. You know, at UAB it's been you know such a special time, and for him to get his second second championship or MVP is is tremendous. And, and you know what what was I mean it was an incredible night by the guy. He you know he carried the ball thirty times. Um, you know he hadn't played since Halloween, right. and um, you know he sat out a long time because of the, the uh, you know, COVID situation, you know, I'm, I don't know that he had it or had contact tracing, but I do know that, you know, coach, coach Clark said after the game that, you know, they, they've got to get his weight back on him. And then I was, I was talking to somebody else who told me he was down to two Oh five because wow. he lost a lot of weight during it. Cause you know, you can't work out, you know, you know, and he was down at two Oh five. And I'm telling you, um, Trey was the one that pointed out cause Trey's down there in the middle of it. But he said, watching him walk up the, uh, up up that ramp and i saw a little bit of it was he could barely walk up the ramp and it's a it's a pretty little steep little climb from from to the visitor locker room at, at uh at marshall but he was so tired that he you know he could barely get up the ramp but you, you couldn't tell it on the field you know i mean you know he goes you know 30 carries 149 yards he had it you know didn't have a single play where he was tackled behind the line of scrimmage you know, um, not now the running backs did, but I mean, you know, against that defensive front was pretty good. And they, you know, they were blocking, but the, the job he did and just, uh, you know, like I say, he hadn't played since Halloween. And, and we know, you know how that ended up. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. And, and which, yeah, which is, I'm so glad he had another chance after that travesty, yes. but, um, but he, um, he just was, you know, it's like a storybook, you know, or history book sort of performance. Cause you know, like I say, he's, I mean, he's down, he's, not that he's out of shape, but he's just, he's, you know, hadn't played in a football game. He's down to 205, and he lost a lot of weight because of this, you know, because of that. And, um, my goodness, you know, yeah. and, and to, to do that. And, and, you know, I mean, it was just, but, but it's, you know, but it's Spencer being Spencer. I mean, you know, that's right. kind of what he's done from the day he walked on campus. I mean, he, you know, he's played hurt, he's played, uh, tired. He's played, yes. you know, at different weights, trying to figure out where he's supposed to be. Um, he never complains. You know, you never see him complain. You never see, you know, he he he, he buys cookies for his offensive line when yeah. you know when he gets 100 yards. Um, he just he's been a great teammate. I mean, you know, it just, I mean, it's it just was a really fitting way for for him to if he if you know if he doesn't come back and i don't think he will because he's you know he's he's playing in the east west shrine game where he accepts the invitation um you know you can always turn it out if you decide to come back but i, I mean i i get the sense he's not but i don't you know he's then you know i haven't asked him but uh get the sense he's not but um just to if this if this ends it and uh you know you know and there might be a bowl game but i mean if this even if there is it doesn't matter this 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 was like the culmination of really a great incredible career for spencer brown it, it really was and and you know every guy on this team has given their all to this program and for this uh, for this university for uab but spencer i mean just an example of him giving his all you know like you said his weight was down he wasn't a hundred percent but somehow you know he was able to push through and just played extremely well and just gave everything he had um yeah. you know and left it on the field for this program yeah, and you know a big factor too, or one you know in in the second half, Dwayne McBride, you know who had a, a solid first half, you know had eight carries for forty three yards, yep. and um, you know he was dealing with a hamstring issue in the second half, so he couldn't play in the second half. So Spencer's, you know, some of those carries that Spencer had in the second half might have went to Dwayne McBride, you know, because you know they they were the two physical running backs that they wanted to to play the most, um, and and so he has to step up, you know. The other guy goes down, you know, Dwayne McBride goes down and he has to tap up and take some extra carries. And, you know, I didn't complain about it. You know, he just plays and does what he has to do. And then yes. um, it's just, um, the guy's going to be missed. I mean, you know, I, yes. I think that, I think that people are really excited about seeing what Dwayne McBride can do as the feature back. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's gone, he's, he's sensational. But, uh, you know, you're going to miss what Spencer Brown's brought these last, you know, four years for sure. Yes, we will for sure. Um, but 
Great job, Spencer. Um, you know, he also got the, in 2018, he was the MVP for the Conference USA Championship then. So two MVP Conference USA Championship trophies uh, for Spencer Brown. So great job, Spencer. Great job for the offensive line. You know, as you mentioned earlier, we were without Kobe Ragland. Um, but the offensive line, um, other than a couple false starts, they looked really dominant that whole game um, against the Marshall defensive line. But how about Tyler Johnston, Steve, going, you know, 12 of 22, but 252 yards and two long touchdowns, um, one uh, to Shropshire and another one to Pittman. But just like you said before, Tyler Johnston is just a winner, and, you know, he finds a way to win. Um, and what I like is that really there was only one ball I think that he kind of forced that could have been picked off. But other than that, I think he played one hell of a game. Oh, he did. And, you know, the thing the thing about it is, um, you know, it's not an easy night to throw the ball, uh, you know, like on, on a night like that. It's cold. Your hands are cold. Um, right. you know, you know, he's, I don't think he has the biggest hands, you know, for a quarterback, you know, some quarterbacks like, like Joe Webb, you know, could probably yeah. palm the earth, you know, but, uh, right. you know, it's, it's tough on a cold night to, 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 uh, to really, you know, grip a ball well and, and, you know, throw the ball with, you know, spirals and that type of thing. Not that Tyler throws a lot of spirals anyway. That's just not, you know, I mean, but it's uncanny how he fits things in sometimes. I mean, there yes. was, you know, there were so many times last night where uh, either, you know, he throws it and as soon as it leaves his hand, you're like, oh gosh. Yep. And, he, and, he, and, he, and he fits it just over. There was a play to Swapshire and Swapshire in the, uh, in the second half. I don't remember if it was the fourth quarter, third quarter where the, the, he was basically had a guy in front of him and the guy behind him. And, um, you know, Tyler's throwing directly at him, and he throws it just over the guy. He throws it high enough to miss the first guy, and Shropshire went up and, and made the catch, you know, over the second guy. And you're thinking, like, how in the world did he get that ball there? I mean, right. you know, just, you know. And the ball that he threw, uh, Shropshire, the third down pass in the third quarter, I think, that as soon as he threw it, I thought it was terribly overthrown. Yes. And Schwabshire caught it just on his fingertips, but he put it right in the, in, in the right spot. The play he made uh, on the, the, the Hayden Pittman touchdown pass was a, a great pass. You know, he, he, he does a pump fake to, to bring the safety up uh, on the out there. I think it's Samario Rudolph. And then just kind of feathered the ball over, over, over the safety to, to, um, to Hayden Pittman for a touchdown. Just this touch. You know, now, now the one to Shropshire, the touchdown, the long one, there wasn't nothing pretty about that, now, no. except for the, except for the result, yes. you know, except for the result, but that's what he does. Oh man. He gets the ball out there and lets guys make plays on it. And, um, and it just, you know, the guy's a winner. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. I mean, you don't, you don't win state championships and you don't win two conference championships without just being, a, you know, without having a winner at quarterback, you know, you just don't, I mean, and, and, right. It's easy to it's easy to you know as a as a observer or a fan or, or whatever to to be critical about well he you know he throws too many interceptions or he you know he's not pretty and all this kind of stuff but you know what he he gets the job done you know and yes. and uh, you know and and that's that's to me what what I want you know I don't care about pretty oh yeah. you know you know who cares you know if um, you just that's not that's not what this the game's necessarily about. But you know, he he just the guy wins, man. And um, you know, and and the thing I've always liked about him, even though even in the bad games he's had, he he doesn't let what happened right before affect what he's gonna do. You know, he could throw he could throw an interception. Um you know, even the Western Kentucky game in, in uh nineteen, I guess it was, where he had the five interceptions. Uh, four or five, whatever it was, four. And he still kept playing, though. He still, he still kept throwing the same, you know, trying to make the same play, you know. And, mm-hmm. and and there's something to be said about that. I mean, I, I you know, I know people are going to think I'm crazy for saying that about, you know, well, why did you keep making the same mistake? Well, because he's a competitor, man. Right. He's trying to make plays. And, 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 and there, yeah, there are times where, he, you know, it's kind of maddening where you look like, man, why in the world would you throw that there? But you know what? That's who he is. And, yes. and he, and, and, and he's got two championship rings for, you know, uh, and, and he's been sensational both times. So I would embrace who he is and not worry about, you know, he's not consistent enough for you or whatever it may be, but, uh, he's fun to watch now. He's Definitely. one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite guys to watch out there. I just love the way the guy competes. 
Definitely agree with you, Stephen. The results speak volumes, man. You know, he he just wins. So that's all yeah. that we you, we care about. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's um, what it's about. That's what it's about. Yes. Well, how about you know we a little mentioned him a little bit, but how about Shropshire? Five receptions oh, for one hundred and eighty yards and a touchdown. My goodness, go off. Yeah, and every one of them was in a key situation. Everyone. Yes. And yes. every one of them was a tremendous catch. I mean, it yes. wasn't. There was. There was nothing easy about what Trey Shropshire, Shropshire did last night. Nothing. No. Not, mean, you know, everyone was, you know, like a highlight real catch, and you know, and I think that what was most important about it to me was, in a big game, in a championship game, you know, you you know you don't have Austin Watkins, um, who has been your go-to guys, and and you know you're constantly saying like, how do we replace him? How do we replace him? And then he and it, steps up and does that. I mean, he steps up and, and you know, and, and they're taking away Myron Mitchell because, you know, he's 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 the other go-to guy. And he so kind of got banged up a little bit too. He did. And, you know, that was um, – yeah, he got banged a couple times. That that was – tell you what, to go up and get that ball on the one where he got hurt early, it's a shame that that wasn't a catch. How did and they I think, not review it, though? That's my yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I think it was a good call. I mean, I think um, – you know, you still got to finish the catch, and yeah, the the other ground caused it, but um, but I think you got to, you know, and, and the catch is a little different than the fumble situation. Um, you know, they say you have to finish it clean, and and I, I think ultimately it was a it was a good call, um, but it was also a pretty incredible effort to go up and and, and get that thing. I mean, he he went up a long way he and is. made a great catch on it, um, and you know, and got banged up, and uh, so you know they had they had you know. Not only are they concentrating on him a lot, but they, you know, they had to have somebody else step up. And Shropshire was the guy, you know. And um, I mean, he was he was tremendous. I mean, he just like I say, every catch was like, oh my goodness, what a catch! And you know, the long one was, you know, how he adjusted on that just flawlessly. It was was pretty amazing. And you yes. watch it. You watch. I watched it last night when I got home. I didn't see it on, you know, when it happened. But um, it's funny how when the ball's in the air. Even though, you know, it's going to take a great play by Shropshire to kind of adjust to it, you can see Bill Clark in the background already going, already celebrating. Like he, yeah, he, he knew could, he could see it. Yeah, he could see it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm I'm like, how do you see that? Because to me, it looked like it was just going to be, you know, it's going to be one of those passes that went somewhere it wasn't supposed to go. Yeah. And um, and he just, you know, made a great play. I mean, just just uh, made a great play. And and you know, I will say this. Um, they, I don't think they, I don't think it would have been a good call, but they could, they could have called a pick on that play. I mean, it was, it was, uh, AJ Davis kind of rubbed in there. And I thought AJ Davis did a good job of not, of getting in the way, but not foul, you know, not, not, not committing a penalty. But, uh, you know, some of these, uh, officials in this conference wouldn't have thrown a flag on that. They would have been wrong, but they, you know, some of them would have. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, again, it was another, uh, it, you know, it, it looked like it almost looked like a broken sort of play, which is the way that worked out. But it was a, it was a, another great play call. I thought, you know, I thought there was, um, you know, it was just a very good play call and they made it work. Yes, they did. Now, real quick, um, that pick play that they called on Samario Rudolph. Did you agree with that? Or? Well, you know, I, I, I got a really quick, bad view of the replay. And and when I saw the view, I got very quickly and in, in not full i thought it was a good call but then i talked to some people who got a good look at it and they didn't feel like it was so i don't know i haven't i haven't seen a replay of it you know and trey trey was down on the sideline and you know he said right away that was a bad because he's you know he's right there he sees it as it happens yeah and and he didn't he didn't think it was um i thought it was when uh, again i got a, a it was a real quick view there wasn't it wasn't easy to see replays from our from our vantage last night and so uh, you know, I, when I saw it from from how I could see it, I went, "Okay, well that's a good call," but I'd like to I'd like to see the replay again because I've heard from several people that they felt like it was not a good call, and I, yeah. apparently I, it sounds like you didn't think it was a good call, right? Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I was watching on TV, but yeah, I thought it was a questionable call. I mean, and you just don't see that called much, really. You don't. So yeah, you, you don't, I'm, and yeah, and it, it, it's a shame because um, you know, I think it it shaped it certainly shaped the game you know yes. um but um but but again I, I you know i didn't get a good enough view of it uh you know the the quick view i got i thought okay well it looked like he might have but i i am looking forward to seeing it and just you know not that it matters now but I, i'm <laughs> i'm looking forward to seeing it and just see what see what i think i know the 
from a UAB perspective, I know they didn't feel like it was a good call. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the Marshall fans thought it was a great call. So, <laughs> yeah. But I do want, I do want to see a replay because I just hadn't had a chance to. Yes. Now, Steve, you know, with you, with you guys being there, um, we were able to hear a little bit on the radio broadcast and even on the television broadcast that um, was Marshall's fan base booing their team. Oh, they were nasty. That is insane. Oh. They were. They started booing. <laughs> fairly early in the first half, you know, and a lot of it was built on, you know, the, the game before, uh, but yeah, they started booing and, you know, they booed them off the field at the end of the first half. Um, wow. and I'm talking nasty, you know, not just a few booing here, there, you know, there was a bunch of booing, a bunch of, you know, you could hear, I couldn't hear the, the direct comments, but they, yeah, there was, um, yeah, they were booing it. And, you know, they, part of it was a couple, uh, fourth down and short decisions that they felt like they should have gone gone for and and <laughs> well the ones know, they did go for they didn't get <laughs> they didn't get i know i mean it's easy to sit in the stands and, and and even sit on the radio and go hey they should go for this well you know yeah. it's, it's a lot different but and then you know obviously the grant wells i was a big part of it but yeah they it was a nasty and the thing was i'm sitting there thinking at the time i'm like um you know you're only down nine to nothing it's right. been a terrible half but you're only down nine to nothing you know you're one busted coverage or one kickoff return or one Brendan Knox play from being, or, or one pick six from being nine to seven. What, you know, why, why this, why this nastiness, you know I mean? Right. Whether, whether you're playing well or not. I mean, I just, I sometimes I don't understand, you know, I, I don't really look at the game through a fan point of view. So sometimes I don't understand the, um, kind of the booing and the nastiness of, you know, of a team you root for. I just, you know, you know, I, I just don't, I don't really understand it. Uh, but, you know, I just, I was, it's kind of taken back a little bit. Like, man, it's a championship game. You're down, you're only down, you know, right. nine points and you're booing this way. And I, it was nasty. Now they were, they were booing pretty good. Now I will say this, when things went well, I mean, they, they set, they certainly played a, a role in the second half with the, you know, emotion in the second half, you know, yeah. fan wise. I thought they, you know, they turned and turned the other way. And really, really helped them out in the second half. But I just thought that was a little strange for a championship game. That, you know, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying other fan bases wouldn't do the same thing, including UABs. I don't know, you know, but um, it was just a little nasty. Mm. Must be something in that moonshine up there in Huntington. Well, it's, and it's cold night, man. You know, I wasn't <laughs> really happy sitting in that cold either. You know, <laughs> I was kind of in a bad mood too. So I, you know, I think that's part of it. You know, but. Uh, but yeah. you know, and, and and hey, I will say this: I, I I enjoy their fan base. I think it's a passionate fan base. You know, maybe honestly, maybe the most passionate fan base in in the in the conference. Um, you know, certainly in the in the conversation for that. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I think they've got a good fan base, and and I think they make a difference. And they, and they love you know they love that program in that town. But um, they turned last night. You know, at a time when I you know I didn't think that they should have turned. Yes, agreed. Well, UAB again gets the victory 22-13 to 13 over the Marshall Thundering Herd to get its second Conference USA Championship and um, overall and two out of three in the last three years. Um, so great job, Coach Clark, to Reeves, to Vincent, to everybody on that coaching staff and all the players. You know, they did a hell of a job. I'm so proud of them. Steve, I know you're proud of them. We're all proud of them. Um, just the adversity that this team has had to overcome this year with the, you know, with the 42 they I mean every team has but having the 42 day layoff and just uh, the contact trace and things that are out of the coaching staff's control just great job everybody on that team um, on getting this championship and bringing it back to Birmingham now guys I know we are running a little over than what we normally do but if you stayed with us we definitely thank you um, we're actually now going to transition into talk about bowl scenarios Steve um Let's let's talk about bowl scenarios. Now, the rumblings of what I've been just hearing on message boards and stuff, and of course, it's just message board talk. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout out to BlazerTalk.com. But a lot of people are saying that Birmingham might be a possibility. Um, we've heard Montgomery might be a possibility. Um, but I mean, there might be a no bowl, you know, as a possibility. Yeah. I mean, this team. You, I'll let you talk. But yeah. Yeah, and I think I think before you know before you really start thinking about bowls, I think you have to realize that there could be no bowl. And, and, right. and I don't think that, you know, I certainly don't know if there will or won't right now at this point, but um, you know, I, I think with in a strange year, like it's been um, 
you know, to cap this thing off with a night like they had last night with a championship, uh, you know, I, I think there is a possibility. I mean, I, you know, and I'm not just talking UAB. Every program's tired right now. I mean, they've been tested. You know, they've been having the swab stuck up their nose for, right. you know, at least three times a week and, and, and probably more recently, probably more daily, you know, uh, for most programs getting a daily because of, of you know, things happening with cancels that you know with t- games canceled and postponed and you're just trying to keep a, a you know a good eye on who's who's there and who's not there um you know and and just not knowing you know because if, if you if you go to a bowl game you know what say my but if you go to a bowl game you don't know if that thing's going to be played you know you, right. you you know you could get the day before and all of a sudden one of the teams whether it be you or them has an outbreak and you don't play the game and you know, so just the emotion of that of what they've already had to, to endure and you know, and I think too that um, for most programs, I think this year's bowl game is going. to, You know, the 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 thing that's great about a bowl game, the game's great. I mean, the game's fine, but it's the bowl experience that's 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 what the players. That's what it's for for the about for the players. You know, the right. they, they go they going to the side, spending you know four or five days. What you know, depending on where you are. Um, you know, just getting that experience of being in, you know, uh, uh, at bowl week, that's kind of what bowls are about. Well, you're not really going to have that this year for most programs, most programs. Uh, and I think UAB would be included in this. will probably go the day before the game, like a regular road game, um, you know, go and go to the hotel, you know, maybe do some, maybe have dinner, you know, maybe at the most, you know, a, a different dinner, um, and, and play the game the next day. So it's going to be like a regular road game for, for the most part, um, most bowl games. Uh, you know, so it's not really the bowl experience, you know, it's, a, you know, you're playing in a right. bowl game and when you're tired and, and just, and more emotionally tired right now, you know, usually this time of the year, you're probably more physically tired, but you know, in this, in, especially in UAB's case, they're probably more emotionally tired of just going yes. through all this. And so I think there's a possibility. I don't know if it's certainly not a probability, but I think there's a possibility that, that they, they could say, Hey, we're going to end it on, on what we did last night. Um, and if, you know, if, if, but if they do go to a bowl game, I, you know, I think it will be close, um, yeah. you know, a regional. And I think that's just college football wide. I think that they're going to try to keep it as regional as they can, you know, keep teams close. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I don't think that Birmingham is, is, is um, a probability at this point. Um, you know, those things could change, but I, you know, I certainly don't know anything, you know, you know, I'm certainly not in the meetings talking about it. So I'm just guessing, you know, off the top, you know, just sort of guessing, but I don't think that Birmingham is a possibility right now. Uh, again, that could change, um, you know, maybe Montgomery, uh, you know, I think Mobile's already said, so that would be out, um, you know, in some of these games, you know, I think what hurts is, is um, you took out some options by, moving stuff back, which you had to do. I, I'm glad they moved stuff back, but you know, there's games played. I think there was supposed to be a game today. I'm not sure if there was, if, if they ever played, I think there was supposed to be one. Yeah. There was supposed to be the Frisco bowl, but they've already canceled. So Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't even been able to keep up with what's going on, but you know, you have a lot of games that were scheduled in the next few days, you know, and, um, and those are out cause you can't, you can't play, you know, uh, you you can't play a championship game on the 18th and then go play a bowl game on the 21st or 22nd. No. You know, you can't do that. So, you know, the options to to do things. I mean, I would think I would think just regionally that Montgomery on Christmas Day would be an option, uh, but then you got to play Christmas Day. You know, see, I don't know, man. Yeah, see, that that's the thing. It's hard. It's it's a hard juggle right here. It really is. I mean, it's hard because you you do you know. You know, as as a as a player, I mean, you you do want to play in a bowl game. I mean, bowl games are special, but um, but then there's so many other factors in it now, and and uh, I don't know that you, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what will happen. We will know we'll we'll know tomorrow exactly what will happen. But you know, yes. I think it's a I think it's a really tough decision for you know Mark Ingram for Bill Clark. Um, you know, I do I do think this. I and 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 they might have already done it. I do think that. Um, They'll certainly uh, give the players and a, you know a, a vote. I mean, I don't think it's going to be something they make on the you know they make and then go to the player and say, hey, you have to do this or have to do that. Right. I think that there will be a uh, there'll be a team vote, and there might already have been. I don't know, but um, I think they'll let the team <laughs> you know they'll gauge they'll gauge what the team wants to do, and um, you know who knows what's going to happen. And then um, you know in, in one sense. 
you know, a lot of times, like you got a, a big group of, you know, not a big group of seniors, but your group of seniors, you know, um, might want to go out with a bowl experience, you know, bowl game because that's that's the last time they're going to play football for some of them. But most of those guys are probably going to come back, you yeah. know, so, so they don't have that. You know, there, there's going to be a handful, obviously, that, that don't come back, I, I would assume. But um, but I, I would bet, you know, and Lyle, Lyle Henley was even quoted in, in a story in the um, AL.com the other day that said that, um, you know, we should have been. We would have been losing twenty some players. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but we would have been losing twenty some players. But probably now we're only going to lose three to five. You know, and, yeah. and uh, so that that's a factor too because it's not their last hurrah. You know, last college football hurrah. They've got another year to go, and and probably the three to five they're going to leave have NFL aspirations, and and um, probably want to get to training for that. You know, so yeah. it's I, I don't know. It's it's I don't think. Um, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, you know, it certainly wasn't decided by last night. I mean, I can, I can tell you that. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously today is going to have to figure out what they're going to do. And then tomorrow's cause tomorrow I think is probably all the announcements for the, for the bowls. And, um, so I don't know. I, I mean, part of me, you know, we were talking about the train. I were talking about this on the ride home last night is, uh, or in the flight home, you know, part of me says, man, I want to see this, this team play one more time. But part of me says, you know, man, what, what a great way to end, you know, right. I mean, come out and that, that's going to be your last memory of this season of this crazy season. And there's something pretty cool about that. You know, I thought it was different in eight, in um, 18, um, you know, because, um, you know, you wanted that team, I think wanted to build on that, you know, on, on yeah. that, you know, that experience was just a tremendous experience, but, but again, they had the experience, you know, they go down and stay at a swanky hotel and go to the beach and, do you know whatever else they did you know as a team and you know and then the game was a great memory and you know we'll, you'll remember forever but you'll remember every bit as much the other you know the other stuff that happened and you know same with bahamas was the same thing i mean the game stunk you know the game wasn't yeah. any fun to remember but you're going to remember that trip with a lot of fond memories of the trip because of the experience you know and um so i you know i think that's Kind of a long way to saying I don't know. I'm not sure anybody does. I mean, I, I I think you know the people that make a decision probably know where they're leaning right now. But you know, other yeah. than that, I don't think anybody can uh, say for sure. And you know, these bold projections all the way through. You know, I, I'm glad they do them because I enjoy reading them. But it's just such a <laughs> guess and such a you know right. you had you had people having either Marshall or UAB in the bowl that was playing on the 19th. They were supposed to play on the 19th. The bowl was supposed to play on the 21st. Well, there's mm-hmm. no chance in the world they're going to play. <laughs> there's none. No. Zero. Right. Certainly not on the 19th. So you're telling me you're going to play a championship game last night and then turn around today and play in a bowl game. Yeah. It's, it's no possible. Right. So, that, so, so a lot of times we get too caught up in, well, you know, so-and-so says they're going to this bowl. Well, it's a guess, man. They don't you know? know. Yeah. They don't know. <laughs> they, they don't know. And, and so – I, it would be it would I would love if they play in a bowl game. I would love to see it be Birmingham. I mean, Same. I think that would be a fitting way to end this crazy time and and for for a team that I think earn, has earned and deserves a shot like that. I just don't know that it's an option. I don't know that it isn't, but I, I just I don't see it being an option right now. But um, things could have changed last night too. Now, that's you know, true. Um, you know, the people that are making that decision, you know, might might have said, watched them last night and said, you know what, it would be a good matchup or it would be a good thing to have them here. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see tomorrow. And, you know, maybe maybe we'll maybe something will come out today, but I think they'll probably wait till tomorrow to uh, to figure that out or to, yeah. to let us figure it, you know, to let us in on the secret. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll see if uh, Brett McMurphy says anything on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's, 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 I, I love Brett. I mean, I've known Brett, yes. I knew Brett a long time ago and um, he's good now. If he, if he says it, I, you know, for the most part, if he, now his projections sometimes are a little crazy, but yeah. um, if, if he tweets that, you know, sources say or whatever, mm-hmm. um, he's generally pretty right. So, um, I mean, I look forward to, you know, hopefully he'll tweet something today and, uh, and we'll go from there. Yes, because yeah, I well, know. I 
Well, I was going to say, I shouldn't say it. I was going to say, I know I'm not going to get it from mail.com, but I didn't say that. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I know. Oh, my bad. man. No, you get it. Um, but for me, Steve, I agree with you. And I would love for uh, UAB, if we are going to go to a bowl game, to just play one more time in Legion Field and try to go out on top, especially yeah. for the players, for the seniors. You know, try to get just one more shot at Legion Field because just get that Louisiana loss out of our, out of our, you know, out of our, um, out of our yeah. minds because i mean yeah. that, we don't want to go out of legion field you know with that loss but i have seen some people saying that oh well maybe uh next year we need to play one more game in the season at legion field now i don't i definitely disagree with that if we're able to play in protective we're playing in protective stadium. yeah i think i think it's time to move forward i, I mean i understand I, I do i do understand the the thinking there that the, the one more game at legion field i, I understand and you know i respect that 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 thought, you know, I mean, there is part of me that says, you know, Hey, that, that isn't a bad idea, but I think it's time to move on. I mean, I think it's time to move to that new stadium and, and your know, new stadium is just such a game changer. It is. Um, you know, it was so neat last night, uh, flying over it. We flew right over it on, you know, uh, when we were coming in and, um, you know, to hear, I mean, some of the players that were sitting along the window were reacting to it. They said, Oh, look, man, there's, there's home, you know, and they were, you know, they were, Wow. You could tell that they've already got a, you know, already got a, they already love the place, you know, and, and, yes. and it did look pretty cool flying over because it it's really coming together nicely. And, um, you know, it did look really cool with those lights on the, on the, oh, the bridge, on the, on the yes. bridge there. And it, it was a really cool, cool view, but I think it's, you know, I, I do understand what they're saying. I do understand it's, you know, getting one final game. Cause I, I mean, say what you will about it and you know it's 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 got its things but legion field is a great place and it, yeah. it it's it's been it's been a great place for uab football i mean it has it you know yeah they didn't fit into it yeah this that and the other but it, there's a lot of fond memories there and it's it's meant a lot to them um but it's time to go it's time to move forward and and um you know i think that the same people are saying we need one more game i think the first uh, game day experience you get this new stadium you're going to say no we don't want to go back in <laughs> we don't want to go back anywhere i mean I, I just think it's going to be a special game day experience uh different you know it's certainly different but um i just i think once you get in it and you're going to say nah you know i love legion field i loved our time there but i don't ever want to go back there Agreed. you know i think i think that's what we're going to do i think that's where we'll well, I, think, I think that's where our mind will be when when that thing opens Yes, agreed. I want to say one more thing um, on the bowls. You know, if they do decide to not play in a bowl, I'm, you know, as a fan, totally okay with that and respect that. Because going back to what you said, Steve, about being just emotionally drained for these players, you got to think some of these guys haven't been able to see seen their family since like June. So, oh, you know, yeah, they're, they're ready to go home and see their family and friends and just, you know, just be done with the season. Well, and, and you think about it, and you, you've got to think about this as a fan, and it's hard to sometimes, is is when you say, like when we talk about, um, just say pl- just say playing in Montgomery, for example, yeah. on Christmas Day. I mean, um, a lot of people's first thing out of their mouth is like, well, I'm not going to that on Christmas Day. I'm going to be with my family. Right. Well, you don't you don't think the players think the same way? Exactly. You, know, you don't think the coaching staff feels the same way? And and, and yeah, they, they, they don't lose sight that um, – that it's that's an honor to play in a bowl game, and, and I know people. Some people say there's too many bowls, yada yada. I don't agree with that. I think it's an honor to play in a bowl game. Agreed. And it's a it's a highlight for for a lot of these kids. You know, you th- you think Xavier Bosi won't remember playing in a bowl game? I mean, come on now. I mean, oh, right. You know, I mean, he's gonna remember that night for a long time. Yes. But um, but you also have to stop sometimes and think, well, they, you know, these people still have families and they still have, they, they want to be at home for Christmas. Yes. You know, they, they want to be, you know, they want to see their, you know, I mean, especially like you say, during this time, it's probably been a long time since they've seen them because they've been not quarantined, but been, you know, in the locked down, yeah. Yeah, locked down mm-hmm. in the bubble. Right. And so, you know, you're thinking like, well, why am I going to miss Christmas now too? Um, you know, um, uh, but, you know, so that's why it's to me, that's why this is not an easy decision for anybody, mm-hmm. whether, you know, you know, because it is an honor to play a bowl game. And you, you do say, you know, Trey talks a lot about, you know, he would have killed to play in a bowl game, you know, when he was when he was a player. That's, you know, they never got a chance. And, right. 
you know, so so it's hard for a former player maybe to look at at these guys if they were to turn down a bowl game and say, man, I can't believe you guys are turning down a bowl game. You know, so so we, we all have our own perspectives on it. And um, and that's fine. But um, if, if they I think you're absolutely right, John, is if if they choose not to, I think you, you, everybody needs to be supportive on it. And they, if they choose to, everybody needs to be supportive on it. I mean, either either way they choose is, you know, you, you need to support because it's not an easy decision for anybody. Right. Agreed. In this year, in this year, now any other year. Yeah, it's easy. If you turn out a bowl game in a regular, you know, in a regular year, Uh you're nuts. Agreed. You're nuts. You know, Um, but but if you turn it down, uh, unless it's a you know very crazy situation, but if you you turn down this, this is not a regular year. Right. Agreed. Um, Well, guys, we'll definitely know for sure tomorrow when they make all the bowl uh, matchup selections. Um, I believe that starts around eleven o'clock. So. If there is a game, you know, you can bet on me and Steve on uh, doing a preview for that game. But if not, you know, we'll all be content on just ending the season on a championship win. Man, what a season. Um, And speaking of seasons, um, the basketball team has two really important non-conference games left. Um, Probably when you're listening to this, this game will already be over. But Saturday, today, UAB faces a 7-0 Chattanooga team at 2 p.m. Central Time. Uh, that'll be on CUSA TV, or you can listen on 100.5 to David Crane and Murray Bartow. But Wednesday night, uh, December 23rd at 7 p.m. on CBS Sports Network in Bartow, UAB faces off against Georgia Tech. So that's going to be a huge game for Andy Kennedy's program and just hope that we can both uh, get get two wins out of both of those games. Um, but, you know, going forward, we'll wait and see what happens with the bowl scenario. And, you know, if we play, you'll expect to get another episode of us uh, for football. But if not, we'll still be doing some more basketball later on, too. Um, and I still got to talk with Steve, but hopefully we can do like, you know, in February for signing day, maybe do something on uh, when uh, signing day is over with on yeah, some of these sure. new players. Yes. But guys, good. Make, sure, make sure you follow us on Twitter at uh, Blazer Pod and just Try to help us spread the word and tell some more Blazer fans about us. We're stoked on this win. So proud of this team, this coaching staff. Um, But we'll see you guys next time. Go Blazers.